0: So we are in Exodus again. We're going to continue on with Moses. I'm calling this uh, Moses, but it's pretty much going to be the Exodus um, once they get out because I've pretty much done most of Moses and in, in, in everything else. So this is going to be uh, pretty much just the Exodus. So tonight we're going to get on to the other uh, plagues. We're in Moses part eight, but we are actually on, I believe, six and seven in the plagues. So Exodus nine, verse eight. And the Lord said unto Moses and unto Aaron, Take to you handfuls of ashes of the furnace, and let Moses sprinkle it towards the heaven in the sight of Pharaoh. And it shall become small dust in all the land of Egypt, and shall be a boil breaking forth with blames upon man and upon beast throughout all the land of Egypt. Every time I read this, my skin starts crawling just a little bit. Uh, So they are to take ashes straight from the bottom of the furnace, and there is a sprinkle it toward heaven in the sight of Pharaoh, and it will become as a boil. It's become a it's gonna become a big old burning infection, and it's gonna these ashes will become and it will burst forth, and all of the land of the Egyptians will have blains from this this boil. A blain is a pustule, an infected sore. I don't know if you've ever had those before, but they are not pretty. So all of this is going to be a topical skin issue. Everyone will see you with the blames. Notice it doesn't say they will only get one. It says they will break out in blames. That is plural. Shall be a boil breaking forth with blames upon man. They're going to be very uncomfortable. I don't know if you've ever had something like that on your skin. But when it's in the heat, it doesn't get better. I don't know if you've ever been to Egypt, but it gets very hot, it gets very dusty, it gets very dry. This is going to be a very uncomfortable time. There is no air conditioning, there are no fans, no cold packs, no creams. It's not going to be a good time for the Egyptians. Uh, and they took ashes of the furnace that stood before Pharaoh, and Moses sprinkled it up toward heaven, and it became a boil breaking forth with blains upon man and upon beasts. And the magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils. For the boil was upon the magicians and upon all the Egyptians. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and he hearkened not unto them as the Lord had spoken unto Moses. The magicians could not stand before Moses for all the boils and the blames. All the uncomfortableness that they were under, and they could not stand before Moses. Most importantly... There's two most importantly here. First, this is the first time that it's going to physically affect the people of Egypt. Uh, Egypt. That the blood affected them, but not physically. The the lice, the flies, the frogs, all of that affected them. The murrain killed the cattle. All of that affected them indirectly. This is the first time they're going to be direct, uh, directly affected by the plague. Okay. Pharaoh sees the ashes. Because God said, do this in front of Pharaoh. So he throws these ashes in the air that became a boil to become blames upon Pharaoh. He saw Moses make this miracle happen. He saw the beginning of this. He saw the result of all the people breaking out in blames. And what does he do? He sees a miracle unheard of. And what does he do? He hardens his heart even further. This man sees a very wonder of the power of God right in front of him, and once again he fails to acknowledge the Lord God as THE God. So the first few plagues were directed at Egypt, but not the Egyptians. They were signs and wonders designed to get Pharaoh's attention, designed to get the people's attention, designed to let them know the Israelites know that they are under God's protection. Pharaoh, however, has decided not to allow it to affect him, nor his judgment, so now God's going to ramp it up, and the people, the ones Pharaoh is tasked with protecting and providing for, are going to start feeling the effects of God's wonder. Remember, the Pharaoh, the kings, anybody that is in power is tasked with protecting and providing the people under them. They are not just there to get rich and do whatever they want. They have to protect the kingdom. So the people that Pharaoh is tasked with protecting and providing for, they're about to start being affected by this. So Exodus 9, 13. And the Lord said unto Moses, this, is, uh, this will be plague number seven. And the Lord said unto Moses, Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of Hebrews, let my people go that they may serve me for i will at this time send all my plagues upon thine heart and upon thy servants and upon thy people that thou mayest know that there is none like me in all the earth god is now going to physically affect pharaoh and the people so that they will know he is god none of this is chance that's been happening Pharaoh is seeing the miracles right before his eyes. He's seeing the wonders, the plagues right before his eyes. God is telling him, now we're gonna get serious. Now I'm coming after you. He is going to send the plagues upon the people and it will be the very heart of Pharaoh that God is going after. He wants Pharaoh to acknowledge, even though he himself has said that Pharaoh will not acknowledge, for God himself has hardened the heart of Pharaoh. God says, I want you to acknowledge, but I know you're not going to, because I'm hardening your heart. That's a tough position for Pharaoh to be in, man. He's, he's just it? <laughs> he's just going to get punished, even though he can't change. God has said he can't change. He's paying the price for oppressing the people of God. Exodus 9.15 For now I will stretch out my hand, that I may smite thee and thy people with pestilence, and thou shalt be cut off from the earth. Remember that. And in very deed for this cause have I raised thee up, for to show in thee my power, and that my name may be declared throughout all the earth. The very reason Pharaoh was born and is living and everything else is for God to work his power and then to remove Pharaoh from the face of the earth. That's a horrible reason, don't you think? Pharaoh, the whole reason he is here is for the world to see God's power. Uh, 9.17 As yet exalteth thou thyself against my people, that thou wilt not let them go. Behold, tomorrow, about this time, I will cause it to rain a very grievous hail. Such hath not been in Egypt since the foundation thereof, even until now. So send therefore now, and gather thy cattle, and all that thou hast in the field. For upon every man and beast which shall be found in the field, it shall not be brought home, the hail shall come down upon them, and they shall die." God is now warning them, get out of the fields, this is gonna be bad, people will die, first time this has happened, that people will die, and God saying, get in under cover. If you're listening to me, if you know that I'm God, you better get into cover or you're going to die. But now a question does pop up in my mind here, and I'm thinking, well, if I have this question, other people might have this very same question, how did they have cattle left when God had all the Egyptian cattle Die with the murrain How do they have cattle left? He just says, bring all your cattle. How do they have cattle left? If I can ask this question, other people might as well. Well, it is a good question. And here's the answer. The murrain only touched the Egyptian animals. Only the Egyptian animals. Did not touch the Israelites' animals. Did not touch the land surrounding Egypt. Just Egypt. Pharaoh is the king of the mightiest empire in the land at this time. He has had his resources replaced from all those that are in subjugation to him. Remember when the famine happened and and, and Joseph Joseph guided him through, the, the Pharaoh at that time parlayed that into great riches, great wealth, great reach, a mighty kingdom. So he was able to pull more in to replenish his resources. Pharaoh is a mighty man. With a vast empire, well, for that day, it's a vast empire. He literally is king of the known world at this point. So that's how they got more cattle, so there is no contradiction there. So Exodus 9.20. He just told them to get in out of the field. If you you know that I'm God, get in out of the field. So Exodus 9.20. He that feared the word of the Lord among the servants of Pharaoh made his servants and cattle flee into the houses. And he that regarded not the word of the Lord left his servants and his cattle in the field. So God gave a warning this time. He warned the Egyptians what was going to happen and if they believed his word, they were to get their beasts into the barns. Undercover, for anything left uncovered, unprotected in the fields was going to happen. Die. They have already seen too much. I don't know how they didn't believe. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch forth thine hand toward heaven, that there may be hail in all the land of Egypt, upon man and upon beast and upon every herb of the field throughout the land of Egypt. And Moses stretched forth his rod toward heaven, and the Lord sent thunder and hail, and the fire ran along upon the ground, and the Lord rained hail upon the land of Egypt. So there was hail and fire mingled with the hail, very grievous, such as there was none like it in all the land of Egypt since it became a nation. And the hail smote throughout all the land of Egypt that was in the field, both man and beast. And the hail smote every herb of the field and brake every tree of the field. Only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, was there no hail. And Pharaoh sent and called for Moses and Aaron and said unto them, I have sinned this time. The Lord is righteous, and I and my people are wicked. Entreat the Lord, for it is enough that there be no more mighty thunderings and hail. And I will let you go, and ye shall stay no longer. And Moses said unto him, As soon as I am gone out of the city, I will spread abroad my hands unto the Lord, and the thunder shall cease neither shall there be any more hail, that thou mayest know how that the earth is the Lord's. But as for thee and thy servants, I know that ye will not yet fear the Lord God. And the flax and the barley was smitten, for the barley was in the ear and the flax was bold, but the wheat and the rye were not smitten, for they were not grown up. So they hadn't hadn't flowered yet, they were still germinating, they hadn't quite grown up. And Moses went out of the city from Pharaoh and spread abroad his hands unto the Lord and the thunders and hail ceased and the rain Was not poured upon the earth and when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunders were ceased He sinned yet more and hardened his heart he and his servants And the heart of Pharaoh was hardened neither would he let the children of Israel go as the Lord had spoken by Moses The plagues are becoming more severe. God is affecting the people more personally while they see the Israelites unaffected going about their daily business. I don't know about you, but this is a seriously interesting section of Scripture. God is showing his power, not just in the hail, but in the rye and the wheat that wasn't affected, but others were killed, The ones that were undercover, the ones that weren't being killed, the Israelites not being touched. Moses walked through the city, and he wasn't bothered by the hail because God promised his people would not be. Moses said, I'm going to get to the edge of the city, and then it will stop. Did you catch that? Moses said, I'm going to walk to the edge of the city, and then it will stop. Moses was not bothered by the hail as he walked through the city while other people who are uh, out unprotected are dying. This is powerful stuff. God is the God, and he is showing himself to Pharaoh. We have three more plagues to go. This has been a very interesting section. At this point, I'm truly wondering about Pharaoh's lack of belief. I know God has hardened his heart that he might show all that he is God. In fact, that's why Pharaoh was brought up. But at what point do you not, out of sheer fear... For your people, for your land, for your animals. Tell the people of Israel to get out. Just for the sheer inconvenience of everything that's going on. Remember the man in Jonah on the boat that did not want to throw him overboard for fear of God? But finally they did throw Jonah overboard because there was no other recourse. Why didn't Pharaoh finally just say, go get, when there's no other recourse? He didn't. God did not want him to do that. God is still not okay with the Pharaoh making his people slaves, beating him, and getting rich off of their work. And God's gonna make Pharaoh pay. Just as God wanted Ahab to go into battle that he might have him killed, so too does God want Pharaoh to pay for his treatment of God's people. Many people will claim that this is just the Old Testament God. That this God that we're hearing about right now is not the New Testament God and therefore he won't do this anymore. That is not true. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He has not changed. You better believe it is the same God with the same standards, with the same rules. He has so designated people to die when they have been evil, when they have persecuted his people, when they have perverted his word, and he will do so today. Just like Pharaoh, who was brought up solely for God to show his power, just like the man with the withered hand, who nobody sinned, this man was there so that God could be could show his power, that Jesus could heal him, so too does God work today. Certain situations are brought up for his glory and his power. Moses is gonna get worse. Excuse me. Pharaoh's going to get worse. Moses is going to show more more power. We've got three more plagues to go, and it's only going to get more interesting. Don't miss the next three.